And I realized that Scooby Dooing is the best. <laughs> like this is the Scooby Doo drama. <laughs> just Scooby Dooing it around. And yeah, so I just Anyang uh, Sao, welcome to Afternoon Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K Romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey everybody. Hey, Megan. <laughs> I like saying Leah's line. It's a good line. <laughs> I love how we just kind of like fell into our little intro. I know. I don't even know how that the happened. The way we always but... say hi. But it is just the two of us tonight for very good reason. Because Leah Excellent. is at the kickoff, the opening of the Roses Dawn to Dusk Tour with uh, the concert in, where is it? Is it San Diego? Francisco? Francisco? San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco. And she's with Becky. It's one of the who, sands. It's one of the yeah. sands. And she's with Becky, who's the fruit maven from It's Banana Podcast. So they are having a great time. So sure. excited because I'm hoping that they are going to copiously jot down the set list. <laughs> oh, right. So that I can memorize every single song before I see them in just under two weeks in Denver. Because I'm so freaking excited. I'm so excited for you, too. I oh, love concerts. God. I love the Rose. I'm very happy for them. They made it on the Billboard for the first time. They hit right? a lot. They hit a lot of numbers on the Billboard yeah. charts. Yeah, but wasn't it the first time they did on the Billboard? I thought. I, th- I think. I, I mean, this is really big. This is only their second album. Right? There's because they they did their album, then they did their military. They're back together now. New management, like all this new stuff, and I mean this this album is fire. It's so I'm, good. I can't stop I'm listening so- to it. I'm so proud of them. I've been seeing so much more talk about them on social media. And it's not just the algorithm doing its thing. I really am seeing. Uh, That's talk, good. Because so. for me, I know it's the algorithm because I seek them out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can't tell what's natural and what's not. Yeah, it definitely it definitely is. So no, I'm happy. We miss Leah. We will see her back next week. But uh, again, it's a good reason. And the drama we're talking about today, which we'll get to in a little bit, she didn't watch anyway. She watched. And she doesn't want. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> want to. She bailed. And, you know, I think it's that is one thing um, I was thinking the other day that it is nice to have three people, three of us, three hosts rather than two, because it's like if one person doesn't watch something, there's still like two other people who can or I just like that we can do kind of like a mix of dramas Absolutely. because of that, yeah. because our interests are so different. And obviously, three people can watch. If we spread out our time, we can watch a lot of different things. So but okay, so I have something I want to talk about, <laughs> which I haven't heard about. So I'm really I mean, I saw a picture on Instagram, but like, I don't know right. anything else. Right. So if you follow me on my personal Instagram, uh, I uh, completed uh, my first five. I say completed because <laughs> there wasn't necessarily as much running as I would have hoped. Um, so I completed my first five k. And congratulations! Um, thank you. First and look, all. I I do want to say for, uh, on the outset, I, I'm I'm very proud of myself. So I've talked before. My son is a cross country runner, and my husband is. Um, preparing for a marathon in November. And he's kind of gotten the whole family into running. And as much as like, I kind of complain about him, look, that at least this is what he's getting us involved in. He's not like getting us involved in drugs. He's like, let's be healthy. (laughs) 
let's be healthy as a family. As many husbands like, try to do with their family is like, guys, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Let's all smoke together. Let's do the meth. Yeah, no. <laughs> so he's trying to like, I, I appreciate that. So of all things, if he's trying to get the family involved in something, I can't complain about it. So he's like, let's do this um, 5k fun run. And it's at like a park that's five minutes away from our house. It's, you know, uh, and it goes, it's charity for um, an organization which helps pay vet bills for people who are in need can't, oh, can't awesome. afford to pay yeah so it's a good charity and it was a fun run so meaning it wasn't like super formal you didn't get bib numbers anything you just like fucking got on the thing and ran okay and not that i had been to 5k before but i was aware that a lot of people walk 5ks like that not everyone is jogging a 5k sometimes people come out and they just walk the whole 5k and, you know, Neil assured me, too. He's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I was so like, So you yeah, didn't, like, train to run it? Well, I mean, I've been walking. Like, I yeah. can easily – like, I can – I walk two and a half miles several days a week in yeah. my neighborhood. Like, I knew I could walk three yeah. miles. And I was, though, I had a goal, which was to at least jog, because I don't run, jog one full consecutive mile. Mm-hmm. Like, not stop, just one full mile to jog. So that was my goal. Um basically. So we get there and I didn't realize there were a lot of people there. And I could just tell by some of like some people with strollers. I was like, this will be great. It'll be totally fine. Like a lot of people are going to walk. But I didn't realize that there was a 5k fun run and a one mile dog walk. What? So all the yeah. So a lot of people brought dogs because it was like a pet charity. So a lot of people who would have walked the 5k did not walk the 5k they just walked the one mile like dog walk so they okay yeah so we line up so we line up for the 5k and i remember looking around like where are all the runners (laughs) there weren't that many runners that's why there weren't that many people like who were actually doing the 5k okay so the 5k starts and already like neil and dane you know my husband and my son are just like gone and i was gonna run with hazel who's my 10 year old daughter and so I start, I'm like a very slow jog. Okay, like, listen, I jog like a 13 minute mile, over a 13 minute mile. Like I am a slow it's okay. jogger. And so I'm just like plodding along and Hazel's trying to run with me. And I think she literally didn't know how to run that slow. So as people are, again, we are 10 miles, or I'm sorry, we are 10 yards from the start line. And people are just streaming past me. And Hazel. And Hazel turns around and really loud goes, how are you going that slow? <laughs> like really loud around all these <laughs> people. And I was and I was like, this is my pace. Like, and I didn't know what to say. And I think she was honestly confused. Like she was like, she wasn't trying to like run or shame me. She did. She seriously was like, I don't understand how it's possible to jog that slow. And she couldn't. She physically tried. She would like run and then stop and were look you, back at me. Were you running faster than you or running slower than you would like speed walk? Um, no, I think I was, I think I still jog faster than I okay. could walk. Um, cause I can, I walk like a 17 or 18 minute mile. I can jog like a 13 minute. So yeah. I'm going, so immediately I realize. Again, we so like you kind of travel about ten to twenty yards, and then the course takes a turn. So it's at a park, a very like wooded park. And I realize as soon as I take that turn, twenty yards into the race, I'm the last one. 
Hazel's gone. She's fucking she's, she's, gone. She had enough. Like, Roadrunner left me in the dust. She is gone. And I am like, holy <laughs> shit. I'm I'm the last one. So Where are the dogs? Th- so the dogs, well, this, this is another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the dogs would just be, like, behind us, like the people that were doing the dog walk. No, they took a whole nother route. And then I had to pass them like they they were coming towards me and I was going. the So I'm just like passing all these fucking people and their dogs as I'm like gasping. (laughs) (laughs) So I did what I wanted to do. So let me just say in my in my it's a positive thing to say about myself is I jogged the entire first mile. I mean, as soon as I hit a mile on my watch, it dinged at me. I was like, (laughs) and like I (laughs) and I started walking like sputter to a stop <laughs> but like a, like an old jalopy like <laughs> to a stop <laughs> and so i <laughs> so i'm like kind of walking i kind of picked up the pace a little bit and so the course was actually two laps okay so you get so you, i had so basically i came around and i could see the start line again but i w- i had to do did another you get, lap did you listen get, Yes, because, because all of a sudden I hear people cheering and I look behind me. <laughs> they think you're no, they, <laughs> no, no, they did not think I was in front. Trust me. They took one look at my beet red face and they were like, she's, she's a lapper. Like she's getting. Oh my God. So, so, so the woman, there was this woman who was fucking booking it. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe she ran her 5K in 20 minutes. So she starts powering behind me. And I am like, holy shit. Like, I don't even mind getting lapped, but there was like a photographer at the end. I don't want to fuck up this woman's pictures. <laughs> so I just want to see, like, a picture, like, in the local paper. <laughs> You just in the distance behind her. Because it's me. It's me in the distance in the grass. Again, beat red face, sweaty t-shirt. You know, and she's like this like slender gazelle of a woman finishing <laughs> finishing the race. So I, I so anyway, she crosses. I, I, I hope I just looked like a volunteer in the distance and not a runner getting lapped. <laughs> And I realized, <laughs> could you like grab a cup of water somewhere and just right, hand it to right, someone? Sorry. <laughs> grab someone's dog and pretend like I'm there with my dog. Oh my God. And so I realized then, again, so this is again where we're back. There's like a 10 to 20 yard little straightaway and then a turn where it's like wooded and you can't see once from the finish line, you can't see once you take the turn because the woods. And I turn around and I realize. I, I knew where Dane and Neil were in the course because I'd kind of like see them. They were about to like turn the bend and see me. And I was like, I cannot let them know. <laughs> I cannot let them know I'm this far behind. Oh, my God. So I quick Did you hide? sprinted. I sprinted. Around <laughs> and immediately started walking. <laughs> sprinted because i was like i can't let them know i can't let them know them know i'm this far behind or they're gonna worry about me they're gonna worry (laughs) and at this point there actually had been one woman still sort of behind i I had passed her believe it or not um i had like passed her a little bit earlier and so i was like oh well i'm not the last one but even if i was it's it's okay but i'm not 
she must have like only done one lap because she was fucking gone, like nowhere to be seen. And I was like, okay, well, I'm officially the last person. And I couldn't even see the person in front of me. Like they were minutes away, minutes in front of me, minutes, Amy, minutes of running. So it's just you alone in the woods. It's just fucking me alone. <laughs> So there's there were volunteers at various stages and they're trying to, it's again it's a charity they're just being friendly they're like way to go you're doing great and I'm like no I'm fucking not but thank you <laughs> and so I get to kind of like one of the last volunteers and I was like I'm I'm I said something like I was like delirious so I was like I'm trucking along and he was like no you're you're doing fantastic. And I was thinking, you're just being nice. And maybe I'm not the last one. And then really loud, I hear his walkie-talkie crackle to life. And it goes, okay, the last runner in the blues coming by you now. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell he was like fumbling with it because it was like really loud and like... Obviously, I could hear it. And I'm there jogging at the slowest pace known to man. So <laughs> so I'm I'm reaching the end. And I actually see Dane had, like, come back to find me. I think he was concerned. Aww. He had, like, come back. And at that point, towards the end, I actually did pass. So the, the only person that had been even close to in front of me was, like, a little girl. She was maybe, like, 10 or 11. And her dad had already finished the race. And then he came, like, he was, like, number one or something. And then he came back to walk with her. So I actually did kind of jog. And I did, I did pass her. And I probably would have walked with her. So you feel good about passing a 10-year-old kid? I do. I feel good about passing a 10-year-old girl. Because <laughs> her dad was with her. And uh, so I kind of finally, like, make it up this hill. And I'm trucking down. And I see, like, Neil and... And Hazel and then Dane had come back at that point. And Neil just has this like big smile on his face. Like he was really like he wasn't like embarrassed. He was like, you're doing great. Aww, like, that's <laughs> awesome. And, the, and then the very last volunteer I passed, she's like, I'll run in with you since you're the last one. I was like, you. <laughs> and like no one was at the finish line. Everyone already went home already. Everyone was already eating their fucking bagels. Like no one. I seriously thought no one thought anyone was still out on the race. Like I. No one thought that I was still running, but I crossed the finish line. I got my water, and I actually did. I teared up a little bit. I mean, because you should be proud of yourself. You did I something am. you've never done before. I did something I've never done, and I didn't give up, even though I knew I was going to be last. Like the whole time, I was like, "I'm, I'm going to be last," and I know I'm going to be last because I don't even count the ten-year-old girl as being last. I mean, she was like ten. <laughs> so was Hazel. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Hazel did great. She did it in like 37 minutes. I did it in like 43 minutes. And so I was, I was really, really proud of myself. It's just that it was like ludicrous. Like everything about it felt ludicrous. And of course, Neil got third place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for men's. He got third place for men's and Dane got fourth place for men's. And then there's like little old me <laughs> just coming in at the end. But I did it just like Mount Washington. I forced my ass up there and I'm I'm proud. And I have to do another You should five- be proud and I'm proud of you. Th- thank you. Thank you. So I have to do another 5K in two weeks. <laughs> you have to? Well, I don't have to. Neil signed me up and he's like, I'm, pr- I pr- I'm, I'm like 99% sure there'll be people that walk this one. I was like, okay, because this is in Baltimore. 
So I cannot be like left alone running. You're going to Baltimore for a 5K? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big like event thing. It's a half marathon too. You're going for a PR? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's what Neil was like. Do you have a time you want to finish? And I go, Neil, I just want to finish. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't have a time. I never have aspirations to like beat a time. (laughs) I just want to cross over the finish line. So hopefully that woman who finished first, God bless her. She did amazing. I hope I'm not in her photos. That's all. <laughs> that's all I can ask for. I mean, getting lapped on like a charity run 5k. <laughs> I'm laughing with you, not at you. Because there's nothing wrong with finishing in 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes doesn't matter. Yeah. Or first or last, as right. if you did it. And the point and, is and, finishing. The- yeah, I will say running the running atmosphere at any race is so great. I mean, because I did I passed that little girl and her dad was there. And I was like, I'm, you know, it's my first 5k. And he was like, you're doing a he, he got first place. And he's like, you're doing amazing. I think you're great. And I was like, Oh, buddy. I mean, I know you're just saying that. It's a good it's a good little community. I'm glad I yeah. don't know that you're lying. But <laughs> good. the walkie anyway. talkie is the best part of it. <laughs> the walkie talkie. Uh, it's like last runners come and bite out the blue you can see her and i was like that's everybody can finally go home yeah they're like you can finally come in jesus christ because that's the thing they all had to stand out there until i was done i did feel bad i was like clearly you're out here it's less than an hour of their life it's not a big deal it was yeah 43 minutes of their lives so thank you to the volunteers they were all super friendly like i can't say anything bad it was a, it was a very good experience um the experiences that were hard were all of my own making <laughs> but anyway thank you for listening you're welcome i had to get that off my chest and i hope and this is what i said on instagram like do hard things even if you're last place uh it doesn't matter finishing is the important it's not winner it's not win or lose it's completing completing the challenge yeah and i'm trying you know i've been trying to get healthier and this is kind of you know my my step it feels good to kind of have these like races to look forward to and it was really sweet because i would say i posted on social media and got a lot of people who were like good for you like you know i'm proud of you and that was really nice not that I need like external validation, but sometimes it's nice to. But it's nice to be recognized to also, that you yeah. tried something hard and you did it. Yeah, and it's nice for people to like be encouraging. Like the, it wasn't necessarily that I just needed the attention or something. It was nice to feel validation from like my friends and family and loved of ones, of course, and stuff like that. So yeah, it was good. I'll I'll let you. Hopefully, the Baltimore one. I'm not like lost on the streets of Baltimore. I- <laughs> Is that one before or after your your wine country trip? Right, it was the weekend before. Okay, like it is like three days before. Okay, so that's better. I'll, like you're not gonna be like, oh my god, yeah, waterlogged we're drinking on, like waterlogged on wine or whatever. Because we're drinking like the whole time, right? Oh, on segways, yeah, on segways. <laughs> I promise I will let you know how that goes. Yeah. Well, before we get into, I know it's we're already twenty minutes in, but let's. Um, let's talk a little bit about how Amy and I had our worlds collide, um, (laughs) this week because I found it very funny. So I'm a, a newly ordained, I guess you could say Swifty from, you know, my whole saga that happened this summer. 
And all of a sudden, my TikTok for you page is all like the Kelsey brothers, which is cracking me up. And from the NFL, from the NFL, yeah, from the NFL. For Travis, those of you who are not sorry, Swifties sorry, Travis of Kelsey the of the Kansas City Chiefs and Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles, go me for knowing two players and two teams I could not care less about. <laughs> I'm honestly shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that you. Well, there's reasons, but yeah, right. there's reasons you know what team they're on. Right, still, I'm but the reason why I sent the TikTok that I sent was not football related it was a hilarious clip from um the kelsey brothers like have a podcast and it was jason kelsey asking travis if he'd ever seen twilight the twilight movies and travis is like no and jason's like they're horrible and then goes on to summarize all four of the movies (laughs) in great detail (laughs) in like a hilarious way too like if you want to see twilight in three minutes very funny. Like, I highly recommend. Um, but then Megan writes me back. She's like, Oh my God, this is killing me. Like, Jason Kelsey has been like my favorite player for years. And it's so weird to me that you know who he is. Yeah. Like, I, the last thing I ever thought was that Amy would send me a link to their podcast, which I do listen. I don't listen to like, I actually don't listen to their full podcast. It's very football y. Yeah. And a lot of times I don't want to get that much in the weeds about football. I like to watch it, but I don't need to analyze it. Um, but I listen to a lot of their clips. I follow their podcast on social media. So I listen to a lot of the clips from the podcast. I like it. And um, never in my life did I think that – because that's like the football. I do really like professional football, the NFL. Um, I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. If you, Again, if you follow me on my personal social media, you know that. Um, cause I post about it every weekend. I'm going to my first Eagles game in November. Ooh, my exciting. first ever Eagles game. I am so excited. So anyway, uh, it was just <laughs> weird cause she was, I never thought in of my all life people to send you like a football link. The Leah or yeah, that Amy would send me and she would ever even say the words Jason Kelsey. And Jason Kelsey, again, has been like my football crush and like my favorite player for years. And so it was like so hysterical. I was like, how are our worlds because of Taylor Swift? She brings and everybody like, together. She does. She brings everyone together. So and I love it. And then I've been sending her because like the memes that have popped up be- because of this Taylor Swift I love dating, it. Because she's dating, I mean, again, for those of you who don't know. Supposedly I, I, dating. Right. Whatever. She's Travis seeing Kelsey, Travis right. Kelsey, which is Jason Kelsey's brother. Jason Kelsey is married with three baby girls. So he's good to go. Um, and his wife is amazing. And his little girls are really cute. And it's it's awesome. His his, his oldest daughter's name is Wyatt. Ooh, I it's, like that. And she is so cute. Um, and Travis is like a cool uncle. But yeah, I... Uh, it's just it's the memes because of this situation are freaking hysterical and i love it because i can send it to amy now and she like gets it like (laughs) well the the funniest thing so it was i mean the whole thing that started this right was was uh taylor swift being in the kelsey box at the chiefs game with um with their mom and you know dressed in chiefs gear and whatever and um like literally the next day all over tiktok it was all like women being like you want to like send your guy into like an emotional yes. tizzy. Here's what you do. And like, it's, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's all people be like, you know, like Taylor Swift really put this, tr- this Kelsey guy on the map. Like 
nobody knew who he was. And now <laughs> everybody knows about football. Yeah. And the men are like flipping out. Like, I yeah. know he's won multiple Super Bowls. Like, he hosted Saturday Night Live after the Super Bowl last year. Like, I knew who he was already, but I didn't care. Now I care. And it also doesn't matter. It's the fact that, like, obviously, these women are doing it to be funny. Right. And they know. Hysterical. Yeah. It's honestly my favorite meme, but all, all the memes are so funny to me. Cause I'm, cause I do feel, I'm not in the Swifty fandom, but like, I'm, a, I'm aware of it. I respect it. I understand fandom. So the fact that these two sort of like <laughs> fandoms that you never thought would interact are now like meshing is, it's pure delight for me. Like it's pure entertainment. I just I, so I, I was gonna say I, I love like like one of the other things that that's you know popping up in memes is that you know for them it takes a whole team to sell out a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> for her, it's just her. Yeah, it's just her. <laughs> and like twenty times over. Right. Right. <laughs> like she would have sold out like three of those stadiums. Yeah. So anyway, but that's what uh, that's what's been going on in our lives. Uh, so this week i guess so yeah. just to give you an update leah's leah's gonna listen to this like oh ladies <laughs> 30 minutes and you're still yeah, not talking you about the boring do? drama okay well <laughs> <laughs> well this is i will say uh i we weren't really gonna podcast this but then when um we realized that leah wouldn't be here tonight we were like well both amy and i have seen this drama so let's cover it and i know a lot of you have so and i'm I feel like a lot of you had similar thoughts that we did. Maybe not as extreme as Amy's feelings, but we'll see. We're going to talk about um, a drama tonight that recently came out, and we're excited to talk about it. And my feelings are like a, were like a roller coaster for this drama because they started like like going up that you know getting ready for that drop, and it was so yeah. exciting, and I was so into it. And then you went down that first drop, and it just never went back up again for me. <laughs> I know. But I know, we'll know. we'll we'll get to that. So we'll get to it. Yeah. So let's jump in, shall Yay. we? Okay. Yes. So Juan Minhyun, known better by his stage name as just Minhyun, is a former idol with both the bands Wanna One and Newest. He first wormed his way into your Nuna's hearts as the lovelorn second male lead, Soyul. In Alchemy of Souls. Do you see what I did there with Worm, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> good one. The character was just like the goodest of the good, the biggest martyr for love to ever martyr, and a badass mage, and we loved him with our whole hearts. So color us excited when we saw that he was going to be the lead in a romantic suspense drama. So a little bit about My Lovely Liar, spoiler free, of course. My Lovely Liar is a 2023 drama directed by Nam Sungwoo, starring Kim So Hyun, who only one of your Nuna recognized as Kim Sun, sister of Kim Shin from Goblin. I wonder who that was. <laughs> <laughs> and Huang Min Hyun. In this drama, Kim Soo Hyun plays Mok Kim So Hyun. Oh, Kim Soo Hyun is. Oh, that's sorry. Somebody, that's somebody else. <laughs> somebody different. <laughs> Kim So Hyun plays Mok So Hee, a woman with a special ability to hear if people are lying, while she considers the power a curse, as it makes it hard to trust anyone when they blatantly lie to her face. She also makes buku bucks as a liar hunter, someone people hire out to catch their lovers, business partners, etc. in a lie. 
Enter Kim Do-ha, Sohee's new reclusive next-door neighbor. As one run-in leads to the next, they start to catch feelings, and Sohee learns that Do-ha is suspected of murdering his ex-girlfriend back in their hometown. Although he was acquitted, he now lives in hiding so as to A, not tarnish his politician mother's reputation, and B, to avoid getting unalived by his ex's brother who still believes Doha is the killer. Can Sohi use her liar hunting powers to figure out the truth? Or is she, dun dun dun, falling for a murderer? That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, it's a, again, great blurb. And you should have written the blurb for like Asian Wiki. I mean, that's a great blurb. <laughs> truly. I mean, uh, I know, I know. That's I. I really, I want a job writing blurbs for K dramas. I really do. Same, me too. Um, so we do want to point out a trigger warning that this drama does display a few instances, like three, of attempted suicide. So if that's something that might steer you away from the drama, we want to let you know up front. Like I said, it is three instances. They're not like gratuitous or gory or anything like that, but. It is three t- three attempts at suicide, so just wanted to put that out there. And always, we will start our discussion with some spoiler-free chit-chat, and then after the K-pop rec, we'll dive into the nitty-gritty. So for now, if you have not watched My Lovely Liar and still plan to, you are in the clear. And we promise to give you a heads up when we hit Spoiler Town. So let's simply start with the premise and boil it down to an elevator pitch. So here's my elevator pitch for My Lovely Liar. Solhi can detect lies. Doha is suspected of murder. Can she use her powers to clear his name? Or will trusting him lead her to the same fate as his first love? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> that is such a good elevator pitch! I love that because you will trusting her, will trusting him lead her to the same fate as his first love. So you're like, oh my god, is that why he was suspected of murder? And then you're like, you want to know more. I mean, the whole point of an elevator pitch, right. basically, is to get someone to ask more. Right. And so first of all, I know that that wasn't the question, like, was this a good elevator <laughs> pitch? But I'm answering that that's a really good elevator well, pitch. Well, I mean, no, I I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I think it is a good pitch. Because like, the question is, like, do you want to watch it based on that, you know, kind of thing? Like, does this sound like a good drama? Yeah, I mean, I thought the premise was really good. And that that's what drew me to it in the first place. Um, I thought the, the being able to detect lies thing was very interesting, kind of had like a magical realism pitch to Mm -hmm. it, but it was magical realism told in a very contemporary, modern way, meaning it didn't feel like magical realism. No, it it was almost almost like a medical condition. Yes, you're right. That is how they treated it. They treated it like it was a medical condition, which I thought was really interesting that they they played it that way. So, yeah, I mean, that's what drew me to the drama in the first place. What first sight, I've got to be honest, I don't like My Lovely Liar. I don't like that title. It was the same. I didn't like My Perfect Stranger. That my thing always is just not my favorite for a title. But uh, but then when I heard the premise, I was I was really into it. Yeah, I was too, and excited for who was in it as well. So yes. So on the flip side, this drama's premise is fun and high concept. Without spoiling any of the finer details, do you think the drama delivered on that high concept, exciting premise? So I think so. The opening scene. I don't think. I think I can talk about the opening scene because that's not yeah. um, a spoiler. The opening scene is really cool because it's her showing up. I love it. This, like, yeah. it, it made me think. Of, it made me think of "I'm Not a Robot." 
Like, yeah, was like, yeah, like a really good high concept yeah. opening. I totally agree with you. Uh, basically, she shows up at this like old warehouse and there's these two like gangster guys who are being like dangled off of like the out of a window of like floor. a broke down building because yeah. <laughs> it's always a broke down building. Yeah. And she goes up and she's like, um, and you're like, why are you here, little girl? Because right. she's like clearly really young. And of course, I was immediately drawn to it because she's wearing an HM Sun uh, Korean national team jersey. Hyunmin Sun is my all-time favorite player. I was so – so I was like – and I remember Leah had watched the first episode. She's like, Megan, there is a lot of soccer in this. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. So I was so excited that she was wearing that. And so um, she goes up to the top floor and she's like, did you hire me? I'm the liar hunter. I'm like here for work. And the like head gangster guy's like, yeah, yeah, liar hunter, come here. And basically, he has her ask the me- the two men who he's dangling off the the warehouse, did either of these men betray him? And she's like, no, they're telling the truth. And he's like, ah, oh, great. All right, pull him back in and save him. And then she realizes there is another gangster there who opens his mouth. And right away, she starts detecting that he has lies. And it's interesting. Why it's good is because it's a really good opening premise because you immediately see the difference in how she hears truths and lies. You have to be able to know that. It's a show because, don't tell like in the best way. Like that, yeah, that's and you, A+. Plus. Yes. And you have to be able to be able to tell a difference throughout the drama because she isn't, she doesn't always verbally say, oh, that's a, that's true or that's a lie. You have to infer that just you know so because when uh, someone's telling the truth it doesn't really sound like anything it kind of sounds just like like this echoing sound but when someone is telling the the lie it's like this like tinny like like off pitch bell sound. like a gong it's almost. like yeah, yeah it's like bang, and like it's kind of like a unpleasant sound mm-hmm. and that's how you know and so right away you understand what she does uh you understand how she does it and then you know, again, the the truth on the lie situation. So it's a really great opening. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And you also get a glimpse then of like, a man wearing a man holding like a bloody jersey, which again, is an HM Sun jersey. And I'm like, what's going Oh, my God, this is like such a good opening thing. And then I would say somewhere along the way, which we will get to um, the drama lost steam for me. I didn't, I didn't find it as like boring or i didn't dislike it quite as much as amy but i did it lost steam it gets just all there is to it and it kind of bummed me out because the opening premise was so good i mean that was such a good opening yeah i mean i was i was in like all in i want to say for like 12 episodes me too i would say 12 yeah, yeah 12 episodes and that's well we'll get to we'll get to what happened <laughs> what yeah. happened to pull me away for a little bit but well and i i just want to say first of all because we are i i don't think the ending was bad like I, I don't think it flopped the ending in a way that say like maybe the king did the king internal monarch i just think it f- <laughs> right never okay. over it never right there wasn't it. something at the end that made me super angry it just fizzled it fizzled it just fizzled okay yeah. so if you're okay kind of with like a slow denouement <laughs> then you would like this but if you're so, it, I like again. I don't think it's going to make you angry. No, no. It just. I was just. It, I was fast forwarding by the time I got to the last four episodes. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was. Yeah. Okay. So 
As I said earlier, we were so hyped to see our sad mage get a romance of his own. What did you think of the chemistry between Doha and Solhi? Um, I would say it was okay. And I guess that's the problem. You don't want okay. okay. You don't want that. And we're you not want- saying that chemistry needs to be like steamy. Like that's not no. at all. It like but there has to be some sort of tension. Right. And there was never tension. No, pretty much never. Um I, I this thing they did I like the heroine at the beginning because she was understandably kind of cynical. She didn't obviously she didn't trust anyone because she knows that everyone lies because she can hear it. And I like that about her. I kind of like that she was a little tough. Um but then they almost kind of made her almost too likable then. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like they didn't keep up that kind of like tension with her character that I think um would have been better. I mean, um, I, I again, I feel like their their chemistry together was nice, but I never felt invested in it in a mm-hmm. way that I would have wanted to. There was not like a will they or won't they. I was never, well, no. I was never like, is this yeah. gonna work? How can this like, right? No, I was never, I was never worried for them. As a couple. Right. Well, let's talk about the idea of lies versus truths. Would you want Solhi's power to be able to tell without fail if people were lying to you? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I think and I think that was one of the really good things about the drama is what she learns about uh, yeah. lies and truths. And this idea that sometimes people lie for good reasons. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people tell you something not maliciously, but because they're looking out for you rather than, you know, doing it for themselves. So I think there, there, there are definitely reasons to, to lie that are not malicious reasons. And I think that's one of the things that she learned was how to trust because sometimes what comes out of your mouth is not the whole story. Mm-hmm. Because I, w- I wouldn't want that power because I wouldn't want to have to try and figure out the reason behind it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I example of me running the 5K. And if I was running that 5K and someone's like, well, I think, like, you're doing great. You're doing a great job. <laughs> and and I would have been, like, bong yeah. and gotten, like, you're lying. I would have been crushed. Just lie to me. Right. Lie to me and tell me I'm doing great. Like, that's when I want to hear you lie to me. And I'm fine with those lies. <laughs> Please those tell were not me lies. I- Everybody was very proud of you. Yeah. Please lie to me and tell me that I don't look like a dying buffalo with, like, a red, beat red face. Like, please tell me that. You need so- to give your little self some more love. <laughs> I know, I know. So, but I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, no. The whole time I was thinking, I, well, I would say when I first read the premise, I was like, oh, man, that would be such a cool power to have. And then I'm watching the drama and I'm like, this would be fucking awful. Because she knew, like, when her mom lied to her. Yep. And that is so rough. And you can't turn it off either, right? So if she's like in like a crowded, like is the way that the power yeah. works, it, it works only if you're face to face with people. It doesn't work on the phone or in a message, you know, but if you're in like a crowded restaurant, you can hear the, like her bells going off like all over the place. That's exhausting. It is exhausting. And it was really interesting. I, I did like this one scene where she was sitting um, in a restaurant alone eating and there was a mother and her daughter. Uh, eating at a table next to her and you could tell they they didn't have a lot of money and so they hadn't been able to order a whole lot of food and the mom was like you finish it i'm not hungry i'm full and it dinged as a lie and then the little little girl's like but no no i'm full mommy you finish it and it dinged as a lie and my heart 
Right. Those broke. are good lies. Those are good. Like, oh, I know. And the I just, you know, I I just kept thinking, oh, my God, no, let me live in my delusional land <laughs> where right. like I do not. And, and I, I don't want to know will, what people really think of me. <laughs> right. But, the, but I think that was the point of the drama. Like the drama's like, look, sometimes people say things they don't mean. And there's a reason. Yeah, there's a re- not that they say things they don't mean. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, they don't tell the full truth. Right. And there's a reason. And sometimes those are good reasons. Humans are complicated people. Exactly. And I th- I did think the drama uh, did a really cool job of that. And when we're in the spoiler section, I'll talk a little yeah. bit because there are some other things that happen. Yes, that, totally. You know. So we had quite the ensemble cast in this drama as well with like the rest of the Looney Tarot Cafe and the other local shop owners, everyone at J Entertainment, some less than stellar parents and the police force leaving out our sweet, adorable second male lead to discuss on his own in the spoiler section because he gets his own question because he deserves it. Yeah. Who was one of your favorite members of the rest of the ensemble? So I actually had a lot. I really love the ensemble. I I just want to say it was really kind of, it was really neat. There was this neighborhood of businesses. So there was a bakery owner who, by the way, like made food that looked really good and I wanted to try it. And uh, there was, what did the, oh, she owned like a salad place. Yeah. Right? She yeah. made like salads. And then there was like a bar owner. And I thought that was really cute. They came together and they had like a little festival. Like I loved, I loved all of that. But I think my favorite was Moxo. He's, she had a, a tarot cafe. It's called the Looney Tarot Cafe. And Park Young Hai, who played Cassandra, is one of my, <laughs> I just love her I, as an actress. Yeah. She's in tons of stuff. Like, if you look her up, you'll know what I mean. She's, she's one of the ghosts in Goblin. Yeah, she's one of the ghosts and in Goblin. And she is in Destined with You right now. She's, um, yeah, yeah she's, okay. she's so fun. I've seen her in a bunch of yeah. stuff. And I love her. I think she's great. And she played this, like, very quirky, just what you would expect from someone who, like, reads tarot. And I freaking loved it. She was it. fantastic. She had, like, she had great clothes. Like whoever did wardrobe for her nailed it. Just loved her so much. And then um, she had a bodyguard, which it always kind of cracked me up that he was her bodyguard because he was like not. He, he was, was a really cinnamon like, roll, like to end yeah, all a, cinnamon rolls. Absolutely squishy, squishy. Like he didn't have a hard exterior. He was just he was just soft. Yeah. So that that was Ha Jung Woo, and he played Bake Chi Hoon, and he also had this kind of like. Um, sort of like very minor romance with the pop idol of the it should drama. Have been, it should have been more of a romance. It should have been. It was really cute. But I, so I really love the Tarot Cafe. I thought they were really wonderful supporters of Mok Hee. And yeah, I just thought they were great. Yeah, I love them. I really like, I would say like my, my favorite part about the drama was that little community they had, like within like Looney Tarot and then all the other shops around. Like that was my favorite part of the cast is like all the shop owners and everybody at the Tarot Cafe. And like you said, like when they, when they get together and they, they did like almost like, you know, almost like a team dinner, you know, kind of thing. Like when they all started right. to become friends and yeah, it was a really cute little community and they all supported each other. And I liked that a lot. Um, I also, weird as it was, like, I don't know if I, like, love this character, but I just thought it was very interesting <laughs> that, uh, like, Solhi's parents are split up and her mom is, 
this like horrible con woman and her dad cracked me up <laughs> i did love her dad <laughs> when he got stung in the eye with the, by the bee but, like he lives in the woods he does he just lives in the woods <laughs> and he's like just chopping down firewood and like this total like badass like long hair like wearing rags <laughs> i know he was great and and this is not this is not a spoiler because i don't think like the parents story is anything big but like what he does like come to like win back his wife in the end and he's like in the suit and his hair is cut short and i'm like who is right. that dude like, i know it was funny i know it, it was it was great i loved i loved him too but yeah, he um, just I lived in the woods Okay, and now it's time for our favorite segment of the week. It's K-pop Wreck of the Week. And this week, how many times can I say week? (laughs) This week we have Amy. And guess what? I'm going to talk about the rose again because it is the rose's time to shine. And we're just going to let them keep doing it because they keep dropping new videos and they're so awesome. One of their songs off the new album, Duel, is called Wonder. And they did this thing called for the video... It's called the Venn Diagram Project, and it's the official video, and it just dropped like 10 hours ago. And they sing the song Wonder, and it's all about like, what if none of our differences mattered kind of thing. And it's called the Venn Diagram Project because they've got people holding all different flags, and they're outside, and they're making a human like Venn Diagram, and the rose is in front of them singing the song. And it's and the song is amazing. Like I just I freaking love the song Wonder. Um, I love the whole album. Like I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna shut up. I'm sorry. You know what? I've had I've had listeners message me on Instagram saying they started listening to the Rose because of me, and I'm like, good. I'm do I'm doing a public service here. <laughs> I would like to think that I am part of them hitting the Billboard charts. <laughs> you are 100. Yeah. percent You are. <laughs> so yeah. So Wonder. It's just this lovely song. A lovely message. You know, Usung and Dojun are like the main singers. They all four sing, but they usually do leads on the songs. And they have such different voices that just work so well together. And this song is a great representation of like Dojun's like high notes that he can hit, and Usung's like sexy, raspy vibrato that does things to me. And it just it's so so good. I highly recommend all the songs. But please go. I'll, I'll link it in our show notes. It is called wonder it's the venn diagram project video that just dropped today on october 4th but you won't know this until october 11th but you'll get to go watch it then so that is wonder by the rose thank you there should be no guilt or embarrassment in embracing the things that bring you joy which is why the podcasts in the studio afterglow network are tailor-made for you discover afternoon delight where three American writers examine Korean dramas through a writer's lens. Join Afternoon Army, a space for BTS fans over 30, looking for thought-provoking discussions and thirst-inducing content. Delve into the world of fruit with It's Bananas, where the fruit maven shares how tasting new and diverse fruits led to her self-discovery, joy, and connection. For Asian drama enthusiasts seeking answers, we bring you Afternoon Asks, where British Chinese and Korean American hosts dive into all your Asian drama questions, including special episodes under Afternoon Asks ND, where neurodivergent straight talk and representation are prioritized, breaking down ableist perceptions. Studio Afterglow is just beginning, and we promise to keep delivering content that warms your heart and tickles your ears. 
Embrace your passions, find joy, and let us be your source of unabashed delight. Okay. And so that, uh, yeah, that concludes our spoiler-free section. If you haven't watched My Lovely Liar and you want to hunker down with Vicky for 16 episodes, now's the time to hit pause. Uh, otherwise, let's let's get into it, because we definitely have some stuff that we want to say about this drama. And first up, because we can't talk about our second male lead without giving some of his backstory, we wanted to save him for the spoiler section. Did So Ji-hoon, as Detective Lee Kong-min, give you second male lead syndrome? I mean, you you were a little bit ahead of – you started this drama right before me, and the first oh. thing you did was message me and be, be like, I'm I'm like – Losing I'm it losing it for the second male lead. Yeah, <laughs> losing it for the second male lead. Like I, I fully lost it. And all the people in this drama—they're such baby humans. Like, like we're talking like early mid twenties. Oh, I know. I, I think Minhyun is is closer to thirty, but like these are young. He was born in ninety seven. These are young baby humans, and we love mm-hmm. them. And uh, but yeah, I mean, this was. Uh, Muxel, he's first love. They were engaged and they broke off the engagement because she heard him lie, but she never dug into the lie. And mm-hmm. this part kills me mm-hmm. because what was the lie, Megan? Why was, why, why was he sort of distant and, and not, not <laughs> keeping, keeping his promises to her? He had freaking cancer. <laughs> She thought he was cheating on her. Oh, my oh. God. When, when you find out he had ca- like stomach cancer of all things, I was like, "Good lord!" I'm like, I, just, "I'm like, I'm sorry, Doha." <laughs> like I'm she sorry. needs to go back to him. She needs to go back to Gong Min. Oh my God, he loved her so much. He did. He loved. And he was her, just trying to protect her. Did. Which I mean, I just do get her still being upset about that because she would have wanted to be there for him. Yeah, you know, but like. Yeah, ill-advised Gongmin, but also, like, you weren't cheating on her. No, you, you know? were good through and through. Oh. And, he, and, and like, they the show their drama. romance. Like, they show that, like, that's the thing that kills me, is, like, they show how sweet their romance is, and then they so want you to be okay with him ending up alone. I know. And throughout the whole drama, he, I thought, I was a little, sometimes, you know, they take like a previous love and they make them like do something to sabotage. So I was like, is he going to be this like corrupt cop that like somehow finds a way to put the blame um, on Doha? But no. Nope. He's perfect. He's a perfect cop. He then basically cleared Doha's name. I mean, he did all he wanted was like to be a good cop and do justice for this this girl who was was he suspected she was murdered. And to protect Solhi. And it protects all he. So I. He needs so an great. SOS. I am. So and bad. just, I, I already claimed him. I know. Just so He's know. all yours. I claimed him as my second male lead SOS. He deserves it. That's okay. Cause I think I'm going to have a good one from, um, Destin with you. So. Okay. Cause I claim him. I loved him so much. I just thought he was great. And I would really, really would like to see him in more dramas. Like, please, whoever is listening, cast him. Cause I thought he did a fantastic job. He was charming. He was good. He's he was a great gorgeous. actor. He's gorgeous. Like, put him in more stuff, man. Like, I, <sighs> please, like, he, now I'm looking for him. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I, he really, I hope that this opened more doors for him. It looked like he got some like best new male oh, that's actor. Awesome. Oh, he got it in like 2020. So he's yeah, best new actor. He's, quite a, the, he's got quite a big list of stuff that he's does. been in already. 
he does. You can tell it's like small parts. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A lot of it. He was only in like a few episodes or blah 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 blah. He but was in he... Prison Playbook. I know. I I don't remember. Don't I'm sorry. Know who he was in there? I know. I'm sorry. He's great. He's great. So anyway, I loved him. Yes, I got major second male lead. And you know what? I haven't felt that way in a while, so it was really fun to feel that. Yeah, way. Yeah, he was super movie. sweet, super cute. I I liked him a lot. Um. Yeah, he didn't deserve to end up <laughs> like a lonely good cop. All right. I know. I know. Like that was his, his like he, w- I mean, sad, this is sad, but true. He kind of became like a plot moppet. He did a little Cause bit. Because he was just a vehicle yeah. to put the leads together. Yeah. But he was a good vehicle. He was. He was great. Liked him. So the murder plot portion of My Lovely Liar stems from the disappearance of Chue Umji, Doha's high school sweetheart, or Kim Sung-ju's high school sweetheart, since he's been living under an assumed name to hide from Umji's vengeful brother, Chue Umho. What are your thoughts on the execution of the murder mystery missing person case of Chue Umji? Did it keep you guessing? Did you ever think that Doha slash Sung-ju might have been a murderer? Nope, not for a second. Zero attention. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> like that, that was the thing. Like the tension wasn't, did he kill her? I never thought that he did. No, I never thought he did. I mean, his like those big sweet doe eyes, like they couldn't harm a fly. The tension was like the vengeful brother, which I then, it started, I, I get that I get his grief, but it started to become a little bit laughable for me because he's just running around with a knife ready to stab him. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so you're going to be a murderer now too? Like you're going to, I don't, I don't know. Like it just, yeah, it wasn't, I, think- I wasn't, I was never, I was never on the edge of my seat. Like, ooh, what's going to happen? I don't, I mean, this is hard for me because I was really into it. Like I was really into like the who done it, And then somewhere along the way, I almost stopped caring. <laughs> and I don't I don't know why. And I really think it was just they the they they weren't able to sustain the proper tension. Mm-hmm. They were more into throwing red herrings than they were at giving you breadcrumbs to the real thing. So many red herrings. And maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that was the problem is that I didn't feel like I had breadcrumbs breadcrumbs to the truth i just had like red herrings so i kept getting like faked out and it's like a little exhausting to feel that way like three times um and so yeah but no i never thought doha did it no i didn't i didn't and it was funny because uh there's a there's a scene where he's like half asleep and he's like i didn't kill her and it rung as a lie and i remember like it was the end of an episode so it was like Mm -hmm. there was like a cliffhanger and i kind of sat there for a while and I was like, I bet it rang as a lie because he truly believes he was responsible. That's exactly what I death. thought. Because he thought that, I was, he thought she killed herself. Oh man, I thought I was a genius for thinking. No, that. I thought the same thing. Of Sorry. Not. Yeah. You no, we're both, smart. we're both so, smart. We're both. It's we're both okay. just geniuses. But that was my thing. I'm like, I'm like, he, I'm like, he feels resp- He feels guilty. So that's what she's yeah, hearing, which makes sense. Yeah. And that obviously, once we get more to story, it makes sense. And I see again, like. I almost stopped caring about the murder mystery because I actually found, like, the whole, like, her liar stuff, like, I actually found that to be much more interesting. Like, because that that was part of what she had to learn, too, is that just because something uh, registers as a lie, it, again, it's not the whole truth. Right. Because he didn't kill and her. And she did trust him. Respond- 
And she, yeah, she and so, decided and to trust him. She deci- even though that rang is a lie to her, she's like, I'm going to trust him. I don't know why that rang is a lie, but I trust him that he didn't do it. And I liked, I liked that. And I feel like there was just a lot. <sighs> I get, again, I, the murder mystery part almost started to not be as interesting to me. And also because towards the end, I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but towards the end, I felt like they were just two like Scooby Doo characters running around. It was super Scooby Doo. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, super Scooby Doo. They were just Scooby Doo running around trying to like solve this crime, and so all the like, like even going into like this like gambling den. Oh my god. That was so funny because they're like liar hunter. It was like the liar hunter from the, from the beat. It was, or I mean, it was the gangster from the very beginning. They're like, come into my legal gambling den. Sure. With your friend that we don't know. And they like go in there and start like a fight, which was very funny. Um, but yeah, I sort of felt, oh, like I remember watching that scene when they're in the gambling den and I'm like, I'm starting to really lose a sense of what this drama is trying to do. Like, yeah. You know, because it, it there was so much leading up to that that really registered with me on like an emotional level, and then all of a sudden it just kind of switched to this like who done it, and I was like, but it's not who done it with no tension. And again, I started, I almost started not to care, and it's not that I didn't care about this like poor girl, it's just I know I don't know, you know, and so that was sort of frustrating to me. Yeah, I. I guess. I was never on the edge of my seat. In the beginning, yeah. I was interested. But then it was, it was like, there should have been breadcrumbs to help us start figuring stuff out. And instead, we don't get the whole truth until a flashback. Yeah, and you never think Doha, I almost wish if they would have stuck longer with, like, I almost wish she would have had to been tested more to believe Doha, yeah. maybe. Like, I maybe I wanted to see him get, like, fully arrested again i don't know i i think I, I needed there to be some sort of test there instead of like yeah again them scooby doing it around soul trying to solve this this murder mystery and i realized that <laughs> scooby doing is the best <laughs> like this is the scooby-doo drama <laughs> just scooby doing it around and yeah so i just uh, Here's the thing. When you have dramas like Flower of Evil that exist out there that execute this type of tension so well, this like trust between people who love each other and like Mm -hmm. trying to to hold on to that trust when like real bad shit is going down. Right. Like, yeah, I'm going to compare it to other things that have done it well, too. But yeah, this, it did. It got, it got almost, it got almost comical in the end. Yeah. And I guess I, okay. I love Min Hyun. Sol Yu, the mage from Alchemy of Souls. I mean, very, very legendary to me. Yes. That act, that performance. I sort of felt like Min Hyun was just like Sol Yu without the powers. That's, I said he, somebody needs to give him a sword because it's not. Yeah. He was, he was pretty flat. And I, and I truly do feel like they didn't give him enough to work with. No. Like, and when he did get angry, he was angry almost like, not in like a way that like made me feel like, it reminded me a little bit of happiness. Uh, when you had, um, oh my God, what's the prince's name? Park Young Shik. Um, Park Young Shik. I just call him the prince. Disney prince. Same with Park Young Shik. He was like super cinnamon roll. And then he had to like get angry a few times. 
And I was kind of like, but this isn't almost as unbelievable. And then towards the end, though, they gave him a lot to work with when they, yeah. well, I'm not going to spoil yeah. happiness, but they gave him a lot more to work with at the end. And then I was like, oh, okay, now Pak Young Shik hit this out of the park for me. And that never happened in this drama. Um, and yeah, he was just, he was just a little flat. And I really think they could have gone somewhere if they gave him more to work with. Maybe I wanted to see him like, in jail feeling like no one trusted him and then her still needing to like you know instead she's like solving the the murder on her own and going in and like and like interviewing the suspect and i'm like what are you doing i I know it was scooby-doo what is going on scooby-doo whatever you want it to be it's like a kid trying to solve a murder yeah yeah i yeah i wanted i wanted more i did so let's play a game (laughs) called Battle of the Terrible Mothers. Poor Doha and Solhee had terrible, opportunistic mothers to contend with. Doha's mom covered up her son's supposed involvement in the murder so it wouldn't reflect badly on her as she climbed the political ladder, and then was a catalyst for him to live in hiding until she could use his future exoneration to boost her career. Solhee's mom, after begging and praying for her baby to have some sort of skill that would help her make lots of money, realizes that she can't swindle people like the con woman she is if her daughter rats out all of her lies and basically shows up on her daughter's doorstep asking for cash every chance she gets and, like, trashing her place of business if she doesn't get it. If you had to choose one to be your mom, who would you choose? What a question. Battle of Terrible Mothers. This is this is hard um, because I think that Doha's mother was maybe the lesser of two evils, but I couldn't stand her. She was so cold. Oh, I didn't like her at all. And I, a uh, politician mother would be terrible. I'd rather have the like money grubbing con yeah, woman well, mother. I really would. At least she was. At least she was entertaining. She was entertaining, and like as horrible as she was, like she, I warmed up to her in the end because. This is, I mean, there's no excuse for the things that she does and the people that she cons. But like, in the end, she was just a woman in love who wanted her man back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say this actress, her acting was so over the top. And I think that that was on purpose. Like, yeah. I, I truly do. I, it's not my favorite type of acting. I will, I will be honest. I was like, oh, this is so much. But she was so entertaining. She always had a story going on. Like, if that was my mom, I'd be like, oh, my mom's calling again. I wonder what she's got going on because she's so full of drama. Um, And I do believe, like, I felt like there was love there. And I didn't feel like that with um, Doha's right. mom. I don't which, think is, she, I, which is sad. She was, she was so cold. And she had, like, such a good son, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I felt about that. Because he would always ask her, like, are you afraid of me? Like, you think I'm a murderer. Are you afraid to be around me? That was sad. So, very conveniently, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to the whodunit in a minute, but very conveniently, um, in the midst of all the Scooby doing around, there is a car explosion. Of course there is. (laughs) And here's the, okay, it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not funny. Here's what's funny about it to me, because it's at the end of an episode and it's like, Solhi is like, behind like everybody's safe except for Solhi. she's right by this car that's about to explode and it explodes and the episode ends and it's like mm-hmm. oh my god you know she's gonna be laying in a bucket of blood they're gonna take her to the hospital she's gonna have sepsis like you right. know like in crash landing on sepsis. you it's gonna be this big thing right yeah and instead no she walks away just fine mm-hmm. <laughs> like 
because cool girls don't look at explosions. Right. She walks away just fine, except she loses her powers. Right. For like a minute. <laughs> and for like, yeah, it didn't last long. Look, I got to be honest. I like this. And this is the thing. I was like, I felt like it brought, I, again, I stopped caring about the murder. Like, I didn't care as much about that. I thought it was um really interesting to kind of introduce what it was like for her now. Like, again, the whole, like, lying part of the drama is what I found most interesting. So one thing I did not think about this whole time was how she can't be surprised. Because she knows someone is lying. Like, if they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. And so I love the idea that he was like, I'm sorry. I have to go home and work on something. I have to cut our date short. And she's like, okay. Okay. Because she trusts him. And so she goes home and she's kind of sad, but she's like, oh, you know, he's busy. And he calls her because they live next door to each other. And he's like, can you come over? And he had this entire, like, dinner planned. And he even says, I realize that you probably were never able to be surprised. So I wanted to surprise you. And I freaking loved it because I was That like, was sweet oh and romantic. God. I liked it. Uh, yeah, that was so sweet. So romantic. I, I actually, like, again... Maybe they needed that earlier. I I don't know. I just feel like the pacing at the end got messed up. And I think the murder got priority and we lost some of the humanness and emotional um, attachment that I like had to the drama. Because I I really love that. I loved when she lost her hearing. I think she... she, Well, her powers, I mean... the, the oh, yes, yeah, she, she could hear. Sorry. She could still hear. Sorry. But I don't yes. think she should have gotten him back. And she got him, like, I I did think it was weird she got it back. Like, I, I feel like it should have been, like, this is going to be, like, a new life now where she just has to yeah. trust people based on what she knows of them rather than base it on I was she hears the bell or not. Well, I was sort of bummed she got it back. I mean, the only reason I was like, oh, well, she needs to get it back because that's, like, What's how her she job? money. Yeah. She's a liar hunter. She, like, people hire her. She has this little clicker, like you learn. She has this little clicker and she has her job and she'll, she's like one for a truth and two for a lie and she'll click it when she's like listening in on conversations. Which again, I loved. All yeah, that was really cool. When, when she had to like listen in on that kind of. And so again, like that's the part I really liked. And so I, so I was thinking, well, she needs her hearing back because she has to like continue her job. She has then, her hearing. Okay. I was like, When she lost her lying, her truth-telling ability, yeah. Um, I was like, "Oh, but how's she? How's she going to work?" But even that was when a good she point. got, the, yeah. But then when she got the ability back, she still didn't do like she. She didn't want to be the liar hunter anymore. She didn't want to be the liar hunter anymore. And I was like, "Well, then why did you bother?" I don't know. I mean, I guess giving her a choice was nice, but I don't know. I kind of agree with you. I feel like maybe they should have just kept it that she didn't. Like, she that learned her lesson that you have to, it's not, right. it's not, like, always, like, a total right or wrong. Like, you have to right. trust people. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I felt about that. And, but I did, I liked it. And I thought that um Doha did some really sweet stuff. And I started to be like, okay, now I kind of like the romance again, even though I'd, like, kind of fallen out of love with it. Yeah, that was a, that was a romantic date. I thought that was cute. For sure. Yeah. Okay. The real murderer. <gasps> or maybe not. Was the big reveal that Doha's best friend, Duck Chan, the guy who'd supposedly been helping Doha these past couple of years to live in anonymity to keep him safe, 
were you shocked that he accidentally murdered Umji because he was in love with Doha and Umji was going to out him? Also, was it a bit of an ick that in the final hour we get a gay character only for it to be revealed that he is the murderer? I mean, yeah, I didn't love it. I really did it. I hated it. I didn't love it at all. Look, so we also recently watched another drama that we'll talk about at another time. I'm not going to name it that, again, they introduced a gay character and he died within five minutes. And so that's, I watched- and I had, and I had just seen that. And yeah. then it, and then, and then saw this. Well, so I watched this first, then I watched right. that. And I was like, I'm not happy. And I, I know that I'm watching <laughs> through my Western lens and I get that we are watching from a country that produces much more conservative storylines. But yeah, I just, it was an ick for me that they turned it into. Here's the thing. The gay guy being the killer. Right, here's the thing. Members of the LGBT community plus should, can and should be a range of characters. Like, I'm sure, sure, they can be murderers, but they can be not murderers. They can, they can be murderers, and I would love it. But there were two issues, I think, that stuck out to me is that, first of all, Korea, so as of now, they're not producing any mainstream content with like, gay characters in as much positive light as say like some some you know other countries do so representation still very much matters so there was sort of like that like it just there's not enough representation yet i think to all of a sudden just start like (laughs) killing gay characters willy-nilly and then well killing and then also making them murderers and second i didn't like it if he just happened to like be gay and had a boyfriend and he killed for another reason right i'd be like but he killed because of the gay but he killed because of the gay. <laughs> and I didn't like that. I did not no. like that. And in the other drama, again, we're not going to name yet, but um, these two gay characters can stress their feelings. They literally hold hands for the first time for five seconds and then they die terribly. <laughs> and it feels like they're being punished for it. Yeah. We will talk about yeah. that. And that. Which sucks because also, it is a drama that is in my top five. I yeah, would say we'll talk about it. That's the one. Yeah, same with me, but that's a huge thing that I yep. like. Which, you know, you can... But I couldn't tell... I'm like, your- I'm like, there's a thing in the drama, it's my quibble, and I can't talk to you about yeah. it until after you've seen it, because I can't ruin it, because it's also, like, a huge cameo, and, like, yeah. And yeah. I'm probably your spoiling it right be- now, because you're going to figure it out, but I'm not going to... Yeah. Yeah, your faves can be problematic. But anyway, so, yeah, I did not... I did not like it. I didn't like that he, like, killed because of the gay. I, I actually wouldn't have minded if he was, like... <sighs> Like I, I, I guess, like I didn't like that he killed her because she was a she was technically about to out him. Right. That was basically it. That and he didn't like really he didn't I, kill her. He didn't like kill her with oh, intent. He, didn't, he pushed her. No. And she hit her, her head and like turned right. into a bucket of blood. Right. It, right. I mean, um, how these people die from hitting their heads? So on many head wounds. I mean, it's so many. And just perfect placement of a rock. And know, people falling. never put out their hands when they fall. Right? They just fall straight back. <laughs> like fucking dead bodies. Anyway. They're like, here I so, go. Yeah. <laughs> to my maker. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I didn't, I mean, what if, I, I would even have liked it if he was like, maybe she was like, I'm going to do something that's going to hurt Doha. And he's like, no, I love him and I'm going to protect him. Right. I would have even liked that more. Mm-hmm. And somehow he still pushed her and she, she died. But the fact that it was, 
I'm killing you because I'm gay and I don't want to be outed. I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me feel mm-hmm. icky. So, um, other than that, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, say- all, like also like, and look, I was, I was so excited because Duck Chan is played by Yoon Jian, who I loved oh. in Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like we loved him in Tomorrow. We loved him. And he was so super charming and the way they tried to breadcrumb him being gay was also weird. Like, you know, he then, was married with a kid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he finds out his wife is cheating and then he's getting Which a divorce. I was divorce. like, where did that come from? Right. It was really weird. It was like a random episode that just, well, yeah, I was like, why are they, I, I mean, why are they giving him, like, I remember you even said that. You're like, what is going on with this, his his wife's having an affair? Like, why are they putting this in there? And I agree. I don't understand why that was in there at all. I don't even know why he needed a family. Like, why was all, right. why was the wife and Because he was masking random- being gay? but I guess, but did he need that? Like, it was like. No, like, it, did, it didn't was- need to be in the story at all for, for, for the, for the past motive to work. I don't know if they were trying to, like, show him. More red herring? I don't know stress or i don't know i don't know either but well we're in agreement on that that's for sure yeah and and like i said i know we're watching this through a much more progressive lens but like you said because there are so few gay characters in k-dramas that we need some better representation and not not to look not to look like the storylines are there to punish you for being gay yeah i mean we have bl dramas but i want like more mainstream characters in mainstream dramas like that's that you know that's what i want so again ick (laughs) i know (laughs) i know (sighs) and it was just it was very convoluted too like that's right and the fact that like he was making doha sungju live in hiding like the poor guy wore a mask everywhere he went even after covid like (laughs) yeah and he lived in like he was like he was a total total sad recluse and depressed, yeah. totally isolated the whole thing was just very strange it was like and also like living in guilt because he didn't know what happened to umji that's another thing he thought didn't. she killed herself because of him yeah he thought he always thought she walked into like the beat like into the ocean the ocean and let herself drown that's what he had always thought and then when they you know about three quarters of the way through the drama they find umji's body and i really that to me that whole that I would say like that's when the drama started just taking a nosedive for me, like that's really yeah. it. I, I don't know. And then like they had the dirty cop and <laughs> who wasn't? I mean, he was dirty because he was trying to save his daughter. Right. Which oh god, I know. I know. Always the bribing right. to save the sick person or whatever. Always, always the bribing or you know the the building scams. <laughs> the real, real estate scam. Thank God there was no fucking slush funds. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I don't quite understand how Sungju was able to just like move like an hour away, change his name, and become like this high level oh, music producer. Wild, <laughs> like super rich Abs- music. Pro- absolutely. Like, like we're talking like like Grammy like you know Grammy caliber music yeah. producer. Everybody wants to work with him, mm-hmm. and how Duck Chan like started this company because they both came from that hometown, 
And they both moved away and then, like, built this random company? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well... Listen, good. If you look, if you loved my lovely liar, I I don't want to yuck your yum. No, I mean but we it, have a valid reason for yeah. the things we disliked about it, and there were things that I that I liked. Yeah, I just it just yeah. I would say like episode twelve. Episode twelve was where it kind of lost steam for me. Like it it could have ended in twelve episodes, and I right. think it would have been able to maybe sustain a little bit better. But episode twelve is also, and I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna name other dramas at this point because. I feel like I've already like low key spoiled some stuff, but like what happened was is episode twelve came and I was caught up with this drama, so I paused and watched another drama that had dropped on Netflix, that had dropped all the episodes, and I binged that drama that weekend, and I loved it hard. Yeah, and then you had to, and then I came back to my lovely liar, and I was like, nope. I and I said to you, I because you were like all of a sudden you were just like no, and I was like, look, I. (laughs) I don't disagree with you, but I do think it's because you love this other drama so much. It was fast paced. There was a lot, you know, and then you had to come back to this. So, and that, that, that's, you know, sometimes when you watch things in your life affects, you know, your enjoyment yes. of them. Although I'm not sure you ever would have been gung ho about this no matter what. No, because here's, here's what I realized when I, when I watched that other drama that I, you know, like cried my eyeballs out in is that I didn't have any emotional investment in my lovely life. Oh, no. And like I was enjoying it, but I yeah. but even even when I like really loved it, I was not emotionally invested in anybody. I was not emotionally invested in the romance. I was just watching it to see where it went. And I was like maybe I'll be like yeah, I was curious maybe I was I'll be drawn in. <laughs> that was, um, yeah. Well, I will say one th- I I did mention this before, but what I really did love was the liar part about it. Again, I loved that Yeah. It's a great yeah, concept. Yeah, it's a great concept. I loved I I love that they really had her learn. They they took this like cynical heroine who didn't trust anyone, who didn't really have any friends because that was also a thing too. She's like I don't have any friends because I know they're all lying to me. And that I'm like, "Oh my god, you're right. That would be fucking That's hard." That's hard. And they dropped her in with a romance with this man who truly didn't lie. He didn't talk a lot. Um, but he really didn't, he didn't lie. And, uh, I liked her learning so much about people because she'd never been close to people. And so throughout this drama, she learned a lot. And I love, so I love that the evolution of her character was my favorite thing about the drama. And that's why when they really got in the weeds yeah. about the murder, I stopped caring because I'm like, this isn't about yeah. her anymore, you know? And he didn't yeah. really he he didn't have a huge journey like that. He just always knew he was no. He just he knew he didn't actually kill her. He felt responsible, and I, so I guess he had he did have a journey where he came out of his shell a little bit, but nothing like her. Yeah. And one thing I will say that I did enjoy that that we never got to is when she did lose her powers for a hot minute, and she wanted to test them out to make sure she lost oh. her powers. She made, she's like, you need to lie to me. So I, she's like, you need to yeah. tell me I'm ugly. He's like, no, I can't do it. She's like, tell me I'm ugly. She's, he's like, no, I won't do it. She's like, tell me I'm ugly. He's like, you're ugly. She's like, oh. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's actually like, hurt. That was mean. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. They did, they did have really good banter. And yeah. look, they watched soccer all the time together. So I did like this. Um, she was a Manchester, uh, city fan, which again, I am familiar with these teams. I watched the Premier League. And so she had, stuff all over her apartment 
and he was a Liverpool fan, and that's obviously like uh, you know a a rival team. Well, they're all rivals. And it was funny because the one time, like, she needed a shirt, and the only shirt he had was this, like, Liverpool shirt. And she's like, oh, I don't want to wear it. And it was cute because they would watch (laughs) the games together. And um, when he first moved in, their couches almost, like, shared the same wall on, like, in their apartments, you know what I mean? And they were watching a Liverpool versus Manchester game separately. So every time, like, Manchester scored, she'd, like, yell, and he'd hear it. And then when Liverpool did something good, he'd cheer and she'd hear it. And they were they were like giving each other looks, even though it was like through a wall. But I, right. yeah, I, and I, I love that early tension of uh, the drama. It's just that it like dissipated so quickly. It didn't sustain. Yeah. So, yeah. That's how we felt. I, I mean, I'm, That's yeah, and I'm curious what you guys think. If you guys watched it, if you liked it. Like I said, I feel like just... The talk on social media and from our Patreons is, I think a lot of you felt the same. I feel like a lot of people were like, look, I liked it. Just kind of fizzled. And that's okay. I mean, sometimes, and again, sometimes people want like a low investment drama. And that would be this, I think. I think, I think you would enjoy it. It's like, take your time. It's just 16 hours of your life. A fantastic second lead. Fanta- I swear to God, if he's not in more stuff, I want to see him as a male lead. I think he can pull it off. To be honest, I thought he showed better acting chops than Min Hyun, if I may say so. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. Like, I really, it kind of, I had kind of run-on type feelings for him, where I was, like, more excited when his scenes would come up. I started getting really excited for him. And I feel bad because I love Min Hyun and I love... I love him in Alchemy of Souls but, so much. So I, I hope he gets a chance to shine. Yeah, I thought his chemistry his with her drama. was so good. When they were like alone talking and he would give her these like intense looks, I was like, Whoa. like I loved it. I thought it was great. So yeah, let's hope he gets more roles. So um, yeah, I mean, like I said, overall, a good drama, not great. Well, I think it was good. Not great. You're more of, right. Would you say good? No, you would say no. okay. You would say it was okay. <laughs> I wouldn't like I I wouldn't okay. recommend it. Okay. I think I would. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't recommend it. I think it. I would if you're in for kind of like a low investment type of thing. If you're in for boredom. Oh my god. <laughs> boredom. Oh, well, let me say one more thing. They wrapped up every storyline. Because I they did. I think they needed to pad out the last episode. But they wrapped up every fucking storyline, like the, the 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 her mom and dad getting them back together. That was like a whole thing. And I got to be honest, I was fast forwarding through that. I'm like, this is very nice and everything, but I, I don't know, care. But like, who cares? You do not have to give us this much on these two people. So they really, really did. They wrapped up everything. I mean, I really felt like everyone was. Yeah, given, if you want a thorough drama, <laughs> it was thorough. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, they yeah. did, this is one drama that I don't think left plot threads hanging in in a way where they like unfinished they like they sewed them all up nice and tight (laughs) Uh, all right so yeah so so leah watched one episode in peace yeah she was like i was bored (laughs) i was like well she knew she knew (laughs) she knew before we did she did but like i like i feel bad i don't because i don't want to make anybody feel bad who enjoyed it because right we like what we like and we don't like what we don't like and that's fine and if everybody loved every single drama then i mean that would be weird it's you know it's like we we get that with like the books that we write not everybody is gonna love what i write and and i understand that i will say speaking of writing 
just her character, I was like, oh, that would be so fun to have a character who could detect lies in just a contemporary romance. And like, yeah. Yeah. Like imagine her like on dating apps and stuff like that and like going and meeting guys her first dates. Like that would be so fun. Yeah. Like I feel like they could have taken, I I would love to see this like liar premise in like a rom com too. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that'd be so fun. You're right. Contemporary romance type situation. Like, because here's the thing. We didn't get to see her. We saw her use it more for business than we did see her like use it in her day to day life. I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? I would have, I would be much more invested in seeing how she navigated the lies in her day to day life. Right. Which, well, I mean, part of it was that they didn't, I think they like avoided that by just saying, oh, she doesn't have any friends and she doesn't date. I was like, well, I mean, okay. Let's put it that way. So it's just her yeah. mom. <laughs> her crazy mom. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we hope you like this episode. It went long, but we covered a lot. I didn't feel rushed. Including a 5K. Including a 5K. And yeah. the Kelsey Swift uh, situation. So, yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And till next time. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs. And if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!